Hello, it's Jason Kristoff, Podcast 36. It's July 14th, and what we're going to do, we're going to do a, we will do a quick one tonight, I believe. We're going to do the top three ways that you can stop self-sabotaging yourself. We'll get right to it. Well, number one, you got to stop poisoning yourself. Now, the reason self-sabotage and toxicity are connected, it's because when you poison yourself, you activate the part of the brain it's the same part of the brain that's activated when you're in fear. So if you're getting chased by a pit bull, you're getting chased by a mugger, you lost your job, you had an emotional breakup, you get a part of your brain gets activated called the limbic system. Sometimes it's called the fight or flight system. Uh, the reptilian brain, it's often called, or the R complex, or even the hind brain. And this part of the brain is activated when your whole metabolic system believes that your lifespan is in jeopardy. So if your body and mind believe that your life is going to end sooner than it should, you definitely get activated in this fight or flight part of the brain. Now, you only have one reaction in the fight or flight, and you have the same reaction as being chased by a pit bull if you eat Doritos or you have Oreos or you have wine or you have pizza or you're holding a cell phone too close to your body. Anything that impacts and damages your body will set off this fight or flight based reaction. Now, when that reaction goes off, you have like a cascade of different neurological reactions that go along with getting into the fight or flight mode. And let's say you're you're getting up in the morning, and this is a classic one. You're going to get up in the morning, and you're going to have a coffee on an empty stomach. Now, caffeine is what's known as an alkaloid poison. The coffee plant and a lot of other different plants use caffeine to kill bugs or to kill competing foliage that grows around it so that whatever plant is smart enough to produce the caffeine that kills other plants, they get, you know, that really smart plant gets more sunlight. So, it's a, you know, it's, it's a poisonous compound. So a lot of people drink coffee for reasons that sort of have to do with self-sabotage because no one should be really drinking poison. So drinking coffee is a self-sabotaging activity all in itself. But when you do drink caffeine, you're poisoning yourself, guaranteed. And that's why you get the higher heart rate. You get the dilate, not the dilated pupils, but you get the restricted pupils. And so that you can focus more intently. You get a big rush of sugar or what's called glycogen out of the liver. And that's what kind of you know, takes your hunger away. And and in the flight or fight reaction, your blood rushes from your organs to your, to your legs or your arms because fight or flight means running or fighting. And that's what the extra blood in your legs is for. That's for the running. And if there's extra blood in your arms, that's for the fighting. But it also means your internal organs start starving of blood. Regardless, you poisoned yourself your system, the fight or flight goes off, the body-mind complex believes that your lifespan is going to be shortened and then wants to have like a protective mechanism against you, 
either eating, drinking, or maybe even injecting poisons if you were going to get a vaccine or something. In that state, the body registers itself as injured because it is injured because you're, you're poisoned. So you're not as vital as you should be. You don't have as much energy as you should be. You're not as strong as you should be. And your body knows this. So when you're poisoned, your life force kind of goes down a couple notches. And the reason self-sabotage is related to this process is because when you're injured, and picture sort of like an injured wolf, like let's say I'm a wolf, and I got in a fight with another animal, and I, you know, I got a big deep wound on my leg, maybe my bone's showing, I'm bleeding a little bit, I can recover, but I'm weaker than what I was before the fight. That's the time where you need the other members of the wolf pack. You need to sort of get in the middle of that wolf pack during other skirmishes. You need everybody around you. You really need the group safety. You need the group security. You'll do anything to be part of the wolf pack and you'll, you'll play out whatever role you need to do because you're injured. So when you're injured, whether you're a wolf or whether you're a human, you basically are get very clingy with the other group and you'll do anything to fit in so once you do anything to fit into the group because you're injured it always moves around to self-sabotaging based behavior where you you know you're going to have some wine you're going to have some more coffee you're going to have some pizza like you don't have the strength to be an individual when you're injured, because when you're injured, your brain says, go over there where the average folk is. That's the bigger group. That's where you'll be protected. So there's a concrete connection between eating bad and going over to the larger group looking for safety and security. And of course, in our society, the larger group is overweight. The larger group is medicated. They have humdrum jobs. They, you know, do the nine to five grind and getting out of self-sabotage is about realizing that although there's safety in the herd by not standing out and moving toward the average and never really breaking out into your true personal selfhood, you know, solving self-sabotage based issues is getting the courage to develop <clears throat> the bravery that and in the belief that you're going to be okay outside the group. And when you're injured, that sort of strength never comes around. That courage never comes around. And the injury comes around because you're eating poorly, living poorly, have a bad lifestyle, and really aren't taking care of your health. So you'll notice that people who are unhealthy, the more unhealthy they are, the more clingy they are with sort of the mind control technology, the average, the mediocre. They get behind the government a lot. They 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 talk about the news like it's the like it's the truth because that's the impression that the mind gets from all those sort of modalities I mentioned is that if you do talk 
and repeat what the news says or you repeat what the government says, you find sort of greater safety and security in the herd. So sort of being toxic and poisoned and injured because you're eating and kind of using your mouth or your 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 mouth is a garbage compactor, you'll notice that there's all kinds of other psychological traits that goes along with the person who's in poor health where their brain gets very clingy with following and going along to get along and being a good order taker and being a good order follower and doing, you know, having the ideas equal to the TV, the ideas equal to the government, and then sort of kneecapping or trying to attack people who aren't in the herd. They're like, hey, you're outside the herd. And the herd likes to use words like conspiracy or tinfoil hatters. And and, and, and what those words are, they're trigger words and hypnosis to make people feel safe, not changing. And if you are poisoned, you will be afraid to be your best because being your best means you're going to be outside the herd. So if you're not eating well, there's a huge propensity for you to fall back into old rituals and customs and traditions and ceremonies that no longer serve you, sort of like what served you when you were young. These sort of clingy to the group based behaviors and do you love me? Do you like me? I can't live without you. They're all sort of behaviors associated with uh, a child surviving because when we're children we can't we don't have the ability to defend ourselves we can't load a shotgun we can't wield an axe we can't throw a punch we can't perform a roundhouse kick we can't rent a, you know we can't buy a car we can't rent an apartment so we're really sort of dependent on the whims of the others. So what do we bring to the table to protect ourselves is usually like, I'll just be everybody's buddy. I'll go along to get along. I'll say what needs to be said. I'll do anything to fit in because I don't have any other means of protecting myself. So those sort of child-based attributes that really are really good at helping us survive when we're children uh, become impedances to our happiness and, and success as adults because you can't be a successful or happy adult trying to fit in with everybody, because, especially in our society, because if you're trying to fit in with everybody, eight out of 10 people are overweight and eight out of 10 people are medicated. So if, that, if that's how you interface with the world and you judge your success by on how many people like you, well, there's only one criteria by which people like you, and that's if you're like them. So if eight out of 10 people are like broke, overweight, sick, diseased, and medicated in our society, for you to get along with the majority of the society, you have to be like them. And that sort of way to interface with the world will never bring you happiness or never bring you satisfaction. So rule number one about getting and overcoming your self-sabotage, like the three main ways to, you know, turn your self-sabotage around is make sure, number one, get your diet straight. And of course, caffeine if you have coffee, there's probably no greater self-sabotaging substance. There probably is, but there's not one as acceptable as coffee. Coffee is seen as benign, 
but it has major uh, effects on the limbic system, which is the fight or flight. You, If someone has one cup of coffee, and you can read about this in Caffeine Blues by uh, a man called Stephen Chernisky, if you have one cup of coffee, it activates your fight or flight reaction for three weeks in a row without even having another cup of coffee or any other caffeine. And when you're in the fight or flight, you're super clingy to the old tribes and customs and uh, the rituals of the tribe, the customs and the traditions. So what that really means is that if nine out of people in the tribe have a job, uh, working nine to five, and only one out of ten is an entrepreneur and you're poisoned, which activates a part of your brain that really loves what the majority is doing. It means basically if you dream about being an entrepreneur, you're not going to be an entrepreneur. You're going to go with the safe bet, which is the job, nine, nine to five, misery. And that's the detriment of not taking care of your health. You always play toward the average. Number two solution to overcome the self-sabotage is stop watching media. Now, the way self-sabotage is imprinted into the brain, it's, it's imprinted into your behavior by a part of the brain called the subconscious. And the subconscious is there to protect you. It's like a sentinel. It's a bodyguard. And it's very serious about you fitting in. And that, that's the crazy part about the subconscious. It takes so much pride that you fit in. And it determines... Um, what the safest thing to say is for you, what's the safest shoes to wear, what's the safest job, what's the safest behavior. It doesn't want you to stand out, which, is, which isn't good, right? Because when you want to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, it's all about standing out and get, getting over that part of the brain um, and learning to reprogram it, which is solution number three, but we're going to get there. Number two, like I said, you can't watch the media because the people who run the media are aware of this part of the brain, your subconscious, it scans your environment, and that's how it kind of makes up your behavior for you. So although you think you're determining your own behavior for you, I can tell you the job you had, the age you got married at, how many kids you had, how long you went to school. It was actually invented by the subconscious mind and it was handed over to you as a trick so you could kind of act out the behavior and pretend you were in control. That's how um, much the average person doesn't know about the subconscious mind and the mind complex in general is that the subconscious is the one that determines how you behave. And it does that. It's more like the director of a Hollywood movie and you're the actor. You have nothing to do with the script. You just say the lines. The subconscious is the director and the producer. And how it gets its your behavior, it, it, it assesses the environment in where you live. And let's just take the number of children you have. It would have scanned all the movies, all the TV shows, all your environment, all the time when you were a kid and came up with a with a really good estimate what, what would be the average amount of children 
Then it came out with the average income. Then it came out with the average age to get married. Not too young, not too not too old, because if it's too young, you'll be attacked. And if you do it too old, you'll be attacked. If you have two kids, it's perfect. One's really not enough, but if you had 10, you'd really stand out today. And the subconscious mind can be upgraded in it. It's more kind of invested in and scanning of the environment Today, it's sort of more interested in what's happening today than what's happened in the past. And that's how you can kind of reprogram your subconscious mind whenever you want. But this part of the mind, again, is basically scanning every TV show you watched. It's scanned every um, movie you watched. It scans how you're anybody... You go to the grocery store, it's looking at how tall they are, how wide they are, how much they weigh, what 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 is the general theme of the the health um, aspects to the grocery store. And it throws it in all to this massive computer and says, this is the average weight. You got to be this weight. This is the average job. You have to have a job similar to this. This is the average income. This is the safe zone. This is the secure zone. Now, the reason that part of the brain can get really screwed up if you watch TV and movies is because the people who basically make our movies and TV shows are own they're, they're there to program your brain for disaster. I don't I you know what I'll do is I'll leave some mind control videos in the show notes just so that you can understand that what I'm talking about, they wrote the book on it. And every show that I've ever seen on TV, if you know how mind control works, you look at the objects around the main character because it's this part of the brain that doesn't really focus too much on the character in the middle of the screen. It focuses more on the outside the periphery and the objects to sort of get a, like a wide angle view of the society in general as to determine what's sort of the average behavior to act out and to be safe. Like what's the safe conversation to have at the coffee shop? What's the, you know, what's, what's the safest shoes to wear this season? What's the safest coat? What's the safest car? How big should my car be? How small should my car be? How how new should my car be? And this part of the brain does this with pride. It's like, I got you. Like if your name's Jason, it's like, I got you, Jason. I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to make sure you know what the average is. You're going to sit in the average you're going to sit in the middle of that wolf pack and you're going to be safe and I'm going to be happy and you're going to be happy. And let's just take a, a show called Mom. So it's about some divorced mom and you see enough divorced mom shows. The subconscious mind says divorce is normal. And this is how you can modify human behavior. If you actually walked into married homes 40 years ago and separated husband and wife and dragged the wife out. She had to live at another house, told the husband he could only see the kids every weekend or four times a week. That would never go. People like, hey, that's really bad. No one should be doing that. And, and they're right. But you can still get that effect if you know how that subconscious mind works. All you need to do is put single women and single men in TV shows and the women and men will separate themselves. That's how this part of the brain works. And the most common 
um, theme in TV shows and movies is coffee. I hate to beat the dead horse here, but let's go to the, and I'm going to put this trailer up. It's a TV show called Mom. And it's about a single mom, and there's enough single mom movies to basically make women single. This is how this part of the brain works. It, if it sees repetitive themes, it determines those as average, normal, and acceptable, and it will push that behavior through the conscious mind as a protection-based mechanism so that you're safe and secure in the majority. Very scary part of the mind if you don't know how it works and if you don't know how to hack its possibilities. You can make that part of the mind do anything you want. You could make it rich or you could make it poor. You could make it smart or you could make it dumb, depending on what images you throw through the mind. And I'm going to put up to some mind control videos of like really quick demonstrations about how fast this part of the mind can be hacked. And I, I, I'll pick the four best ones that I have and your jaw will be on the floor. And I'll give you a very good idea of how powerful this part of the mind is. But back to the mom trailer, the TV show. Now I've counted the coffee mugs, coffee pots, or coffee cups that are in that particular trailer. And it's only a one minute trailer and I've seen the coffee theme 15 times. Now the subconscious mind can be hacked in as little as two repetitions to make, um, if it's a repetitive image, it can give the idea to the subconscious mind that this is something normal, something uh, to be mimicked and emulated and mirrored immediately by you so that you fit in. This is also why in Fight Club uh, with Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, the Starbucks had paid um, the, the, the movie studio to put a Starbucks coffee cup in every scene of the movie. So I'll put that a video in the show notes as well to show you that there was a Starbucks coffee cup in every scene of Fight Club. And the reason it's there is because when you get that repetitive impact, you're going to go and drink Starbucks and you're not really going to have a choice about it. Only There's only a small percentage of people that can not fall for the mind control. And if you go to a hypnosis show, you'll see that. They'll take up maybe 30 people on stage and maybe six will be ushered off. But a good majority will react to the trance and react to the programming and do exactly what the subconscious mind is told to do. It's actually designed to do exactly that. So it's really taking advantage of its normal function. And this is why it's so dangerous. If you're, if you want to overcome your self-sabotage, if you watch movies and all they are violent and, you know, the top three themes are like coffee, alcohol, violence, and other self-sadistic behavior, the subconscious mind with enough repetition simply acts those out as normal without any sort of need of your conscious participation. So if you were to watch Mike and Molly, which was a show about an overweight man and an overweight woman, they have humdrum, humdrum jobs and humdrum lives, uh, your subconscious can actually make you gain weight. It can change your metabolism. It can make you gain weight to fit in with what it thinks is your tribe and the subconscious mind does not know the difference between real life and a screen. 
That's why screen technology can change the way people behavior, uh, change the way people behave if there's enough repetition in that screen presentation or screen production. And like I said, if it was a lot of rich themes, people would magnetically start being rich. But if it's a lot of poor things like Bad Mom and Dirty Grandpa and some of these other shows that are absolutely horrific or movies which are all about violence and, you know, just think of Avengers Affinity War where Thanos kills his own daughter. He's killing half the population with a snap of the fingers. And that sort of Hollywood production is there purposely to prime you for, say, the COVID, where Bill Gates is trying to kill more than half the world. These sort of things are all planned out, like Bill Gates is the Thanos, wants to snap his fingers. And of course, things like Avenger Affinity Wars starts to get the debate going in people's brains, those people thinking they're thinking, but the movie's thinking for them and driving the ideas into their subconscious. That sort of movie, Avenger Affinity Wars, started like an internal debate whether, you know, is it is it ethical to kill half the population to take the stress off the environment? And, of course, when you know who's behind these sort of behaviors and movies and Bill Gates, uh, they don't they don't care about the environment. They just care about removing the humans. That's why the we don't have a population problem. We have a pollution problem. And no one in power is doing anything about the pollution, which means they have no interest in the people. And anybody thinking the government takes great interest in you, uh, you have to pay closer attention. Now, the third um, solution for overcoming your self-sabotage is uh, very simple. You have to learn to reprogram your subconscious mind. And to do that, you have to take very particular steps. And it's sort of too hard to describe um, without going through sort of the whole process. So I'm just going to let you know that there is a group of uh, self-sabotage coaches at a website called freedomfromselfsabotage.com. If you wanted to work with me one-on-one -on -one to overcome your self-sabotage, I actually do that as well. I only take about two or three clients every month. You can contact me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. And if you want to get on my email list, you can go to my website, jchristoff.com. It's just J, the one letter. Christoff is C-H-R-I-S-T-O-F-F.com. And um, scroll down one of the pages there. It'll ask you to put your email in and I'll send you, you know, interesting podcasts like this or some interesting articles because, of course, they're trying to deplatform all the truth tellers out there. But this part of the brain is behind mask wearing. It's behind people drinking toxic coffee, drinking alcohol, um, Doritos, fast food. So there's, you can, it's very easy to program a human to be self-abusive and self-destructive. And that's sort of what self-sabotage is all about. The person can't stop eating cake. They can't stop drinking alcohol. They can't stop smoking cigarettes. And there's very particular ways to program a person to hurt themselves. And you, you can use the same technology to program someone to save themselves and treat themselves with respect and increase their self-love, their self-care and self-maintenance. And so if you're looking to take a real stab at 
making your life better, it has to do with a full understanding of this part of the brain, which will inhibit you from losing weight if it's programmed to do so. Like if it's safer, say if you have a person that wants to lose weight, if the subconscious believes, believes through repetitive imagery and repetitive messaging from the environment, if the subconscious believes it's safer to be heavier, it doesn't matter what you eat and it won't matter how you exercise, you won't lose the weight because the subconscious controls the metabolism as well, which means it's in control of your fat burning, in control of your water retention, in control of everything, in control of your weight loss. And the power of the mind to control the body can be exhibited in something. Look it up. I'll even, I'll put it up in the show notes. It's called phantom pregnancy. So phantom pregnancy occurs in a female, sometimes even a male. <laughs> it's based on repetitive thought. Just like the title says, phantom pregnancy, the lady believes she's pregnant. So repetition is what really programs the subconscious mind. The repetitive message of this lady is, I'm pregnant. The reality of it is she's not. So what happens when the repetition grabs a part of the brain that's known to control 94 to 97% of our behavior plus all of our metabolism? Well, the lady sits there thinking, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. And then all of a sudden, she starts expressing breast milk. Her abdomen increases in size and it's been shown that even the amniotic sac can be formed without any fetus. The fetus isn't there because she's not pregnant. She controlled the metabolism through her repetitive talk inside her mind's eye, her mind's eye alone. That's how powerful if if we if our subconscious mind has say we live in a poor townhouse where everybody's 230 pounds. And that's all you see. Let's say you go from the townhouse to the grocery store to Kentucky Fried Chicken and everybody's overweight. I will let you know your subconscious mind makes that observation. It wants to protect you. It wants you to fit in. Fitting in means you're 230 or at least overweight. It's not going to let you lose weight. It's there to protect you. So the subconscious mind, if not understood and programmed incorrectly, it will seek safety in your misery. It, will, it'll ma- it doesn't matter to it if fitting in makes you poor, fitting in makes you miserable, fitting in makes you depressed, fitting in makes you die earlier. Its job is to make you fit in. It doesn't care about any of the other stuff. That's completely up to you. And you can only change the function of the subconscious with very particular reprogramming technology, which is very simple. And like I said, if you want to work with a self-sabotage coach, or even you might want to work with me, and maybe I can fit you in, maybe, just email me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. And if you if I can't fit you in, I will, I will refer you to one of my top coaches around the world who I've certified personally to be Christoph certified self-sabotage coaches. So I hope uh, that uh, interested some people today. This is Jason Christoph signing off.